fellow ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.tv Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, I'm joined today with Bryant, and this is episode number 21. Now without further ado, let's get into the podcast. 40 million topics and like, uh, we go. is there a way to compile C++ code into a library that can be loaded for a blueprint only project okay so if we ask that question then so is there a way to compile a C++ code into a, into library, a library that can be loaded for a blueprint only project I'm pretty sure isn't it like I would say short answer is probably no yeah, because you're trying to mix the C++ code with a blueprint project. You'd be better off building a C++ project and using as little C++ as you need and then just putting blueprints on top of it. What about like when I do Unreal projects, I do them all as C++ projects so I have the flexibility of going into code even if I just plan on using blueprints or just playing around with blueprints. But then I at least can go in and I can go into the C++ code, not the engine code, but my own code, and put stuff there. And very few things necessarily fall into that space. But then everything else can be done in blueprints. Mm. No, I agree. But what if they use plugins? <sighs> plugins for... The, the Unreal, the, like you set up maybe a plugin that allows you to... I don't know. That's what somebody answered for him. I'm trying to think of a, a, a use case for, like, I mean, I guess what kind of plugin we were referring to. I mean. Let me check it out. It says, I still think at the end of the day, I would still start with a C project either way. Okay. And then, because I don't think. I don't think there's any drawbacks starting with a C++ project, but there are drawbacks starting with a blueprint-only project. Like, you can go from a C++ project to a full blueprint project and not have to really do any conversions, but if you had not done the C++ version of it, I want to say it kind of strips out that C++ backend if it's a blueprint-only. So you kind of pigeonhole yourself. Then could you put everything into a library? Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. You could just call that library just like you would any other class you created. And then you can expose it to a blueprint just like you would any other class in C++. But you're, you're mixing the two. You're not like You wouldn't be able just to drop... I don't think a file in there and just have it work. Mm-hmm. I know Wrong. the other way around it works because you just add you declare meta or something delicate. I mean, then you just start playing around and you can start calling C code in Blueprint. But that's just different. You're making it edit anywhere or visible right. anywhere. Right. In the code. I don't know how you can do that, vice versa. Yeah, I can't picture how you would do that either. So, it looks like Jenny Adams completed the Unreal Engine Blueprint. Nice, congratulations. 
There's a lot of cool games I've been seeing on uh, on Unity side. This is yeah. the guy who's making a mobile game and he's using all the uh, Polygon Sinky Studios assets. It's like a phenomenal game. It, it looks like a lot of fun. It, I don't know how the frame rate's gonna be and I don't know how well you know, that's gonna go, but right now it looks pretty good. So that's when you emailed me? Or messaged me on? You know, I might have. I'll send it to you again. I can't remember what the name of the project was. But it was like a racing game. Because you kind of ran around a court. Oh, it's a different one. It's an RPG, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great projects that people are creating in Unity. Um that are looking really nice and some of them are just variations of the same programs but they're just putting their own spin on them and they're doing a really nice job I've seen a lot of brick breakers and uh, I think that the rail shooter is pretty common even the hacking terminal people have been kind of putting together their own versions of it so I see this a lot it's setting up VS code always having trouble I would say if you have Windows, you should just go for the community. I agree. And if you have Mac or Linux, then yeah, get VS Code. I did have trouble setting up the... What was the... um? What do you call the... When you're loading up the program file? I get the program files. I don't know, because when I started to load up the actual game, sometimes the files were very different and it wasn't working the way I wanted to. In Studio I, Cut? Yeah. On Windows? Yeah. Yeah, because when I was doing VS Command Prompt, oh, it, like it, the when I was loaded up, tools. it showed like maybe uses the KV1000, which is my computer, but it doesn't show what he showed. So to get to where he needed, I had to write in folder binary or whatever, get to triple X, and then load the game. That's why I, I found VS Community because it's just easier for me. Yeah, I found code to be a lot more laborsome on Windows than it really should have been. Yeah. You know, so I, I went back to community for Unreal and Unity and other things, so it just was worth having it installed. So I noticed there's a lot of complaints on the Unreal course about the whole ESO community. What I would say to that is you can use whatever ID you want to use. You use VS Code, it's just the choice is there. I mean, using the courses so that other people can follow, like, you can use VS Community. Yeah. And if you get confused which one to use, just pick one and use it. If you need to understand how to use it, I would watch the original Bokao game until that goes away. Stuff caught up. Um, I want to see some of these reviews. Yeah, this is exactly where I saw it. They were talking about. So the no structure thing, that's definitely going to be um, even though with the whole Gavin leaving, they have a plan. Um, they're going to do it better this time. They 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 always go through different like prototypes and then they decide what they're going to teach and then they make the videos. But they already have something they're following, so it's not like. I think that's kind of what Gavin was doing was just like going through the list and um. You know, how can I finish this game within the uh, constraints? This yeah. is just like, you know, just to get these and, and I would, 
I would say that the structure, it's there. It's just that the bridging the gap between writing in C++ and writing in C++ for Unreal, there's just a language jump that has to happen. And as a new student, it can be a bit daunting. And on the same side, to explain everything that you're kind of expected to know could be an entire course in itself to kind of just pre-set you up for the language that how uh, Unity or Unreal is going to expect you to type your C++ code. So you just kind of have to kind of roll with it, and then it all makes sense as you kind of progress and it becomes second nature. But certainly Unreal has its own... I don't want to say format and syntax that's kind of not true. It's still C++, but, you know, when they introduce macros and a few other things that are just part of their language, you got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Just got to deal with it. Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, this guy named Catch Fest, he, uh, he's a 16-year-old kid, and he has Pan Syndrome, which is a brain inflammation caused by unknown pathogens. So, mm -hmm. he's trying to advocate awareness and inclusion for other neurodiverse challenged kids and create a support group to do so. I've noticed he's posted this on literally every type of game thing. And it's called the Neurodiversity Game Cat. And you're, he's raising money. So, if you want to donate, comment, share, inspire, I guess you can check that out. I don't know how legit that is, though, but hopefully it is. Hopefully we can get more kids, you know, more people to create games. Yeah, and I mean, certainly for certain uh, medical conditions you're seeing games are becoming more and more common mm -hmm. in the medical industry, surprisingly. Alzheimer's. Oh, it helps so much. Oh, that too, but right. like, since you have VR, apparently doing training in VR is way better than doing it in real life. Which is crazy. Right. Phenomenal. Like, what? I'm telling you, the future's coming. Yeah, I have a nephew who was working on a game. I can't remember exactly for what facet of medical, but it was specifically for motor skills, basically. So Jay Nielsen, he made a checkered board in Blender. It's on the community. Pretty nice. A lot of great um, chess scenes and low-poly nights. And lamps. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of the community page, I mean, just in general, that show tab under each game, each engine, is, you know, a lot of people throw out their stuff. And as I saying, there's a lot of variations of the same projects, obviously, but uh, it's pretty impressive what people throw together on their own versions of the exact same game. You know, some of them are pretty cookie cutter, others have taken it pretty far. Others are uh, on the cusp of uh, releasing their own game. Yeah. So I'm excited because I know the, uh, the Game Kick course is coming out soon. And yes. It, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. hopefully, we can get some good, good games coming out of that. I'm going to mess around with it a lot and see what happens. But I'm very excited for that course. It's gonna be nice. It's basically it basically like gives you everything you need to do. All you gotta do is just build the game. 
There's no more excuses. Right. It's giving you all the 3D assets, basically, in kind of a 3D all world. Uh, all the setups, all the, like, everything is set for you. Just go make the game. So I'm going to go make a game, showcase that, show everybody. Right. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what's all in it, but uh, it certainly, it's it's a, a full-fledged kind of, wouldn't say necessarily an open-world game, but it's a world where you can run around and it has Cinemachine and a lot of other features that people like and are looking for, you know, it has a character controller and yeah, I, I haven't really had a chance to play with it too much yet, but uh, I've seen others using the assets and the world just to show how to do things. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I just haven't had a real chance to, to play with it, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot in it. I mean, it contains probably hundred scripts or so at least that they put together just to make the kit. Yeah, I just loaded it up and it took an hour. But it has everything downloaded, everything set. It looks good. Like yeah, that'll be a, be a nice one. Oh, I like this one. It was the... When an error in every script, whenever I create a new script in Unity, even if I added all the necessary namespaces, I still got all my inputs as undefined. And you answered in that one. How did they ever Oh, that was good for me. Yeah, but they never responded to your... Because they never posted the script. Oh, That's another I thing. kind of Maybe vaguely remember that. Question about code, or anything code-related, they post a script. Yes. I agree, and, and I, and I would give a shout out to someone I can't find their post on, but I saw someone who actually posted their entire project to GitHub and gave the GitHub link, and that would be awesome as well. If you're going to post a question and you don't mind putting your GitHub link out there, then throw it out there because some people will just dig into your code and see if they can figure out what's going on instead of asking you a million questions. You know, that people will be happy to kind of just weed through your code and see if they can find what's causing it. And I cannot give the shout out to that person because I can't find it anymore. But yes, definitely include uh, some code. So I, I actually, yeah, uh, I had one I just literally asked that someone asked a question too, it was the same way, right? Like, can we get anything, the error message, anything other than you're getting an error? Hmm. Can't really help you there. Um, Some people was like, can anyone tell me how to install touchscreen control buttons for my 2D platform game? I would say you look at YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, is that for Unity? Got it. Oh, for Gatto. Uh, I don't know if Gatto covered that or not, to be honest. Hold on, I gotta yell at him. Okay. Good. Yeah, he was heard him chewing on something, and I can't see him from behind me. Yeah, we can't have that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I, I so, wish I could answer Gatto questions, but. These are cool, but it's the Triple um, X, the Gavin questions, which I. I personally like a lot. I feel like his questions really helped improve upon what we what we learned. Where I noticed with the you know, now questions, 
or um, the Unreal course, it's kind of just copy and paste. But it's easy. Or the community or inside the, well. In the community, yeah. like where you go to the link, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I get to trying to, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see in time. Hopefully uh, we can get more questions. That'd be good. Because it, it, these type of questions, like the one in the triple X, so many people respond. Like, for instance, what do you think main does? Main function. And everybody's always answering. And I love it. It's just, it's just so much. So much. This one guy was like clueless. Main is basically just the first function that runs. You need to put stuff in it and you just return zero. Which is essentially right. I don't even think it necessarily has to return zero. But it is the calling function from the OS. Yeah, it, just, it just is essentially right. Like it's just... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's the function that the operating system is expecting to call. The operating system is expecting to call main in the file, and if it's not there, then it can't call it. And if it's not there, that's technically fine, but it's not an exe problem. It's probably like a DLL because those won't need to have the main function because they're not executables. Did you ever do building escape? What are some things? That are fundamentally key in learning C++. Like, let's say, for instance, what is the vocabulary? Like, preprocessor directives, which the hash include, I'll stream. That's something very important to learn. I think it's accessor. Damn it. It's accessor directive? No, no, no. What do they call accessor? No, what the heck? Let me go figure out what I'm talking about. But yeah, so it's like... The accessors and getters, right? Or the uh, the setters and getters, those access modifiers. Is that what you're talking about? The accessor method it has to be. Is it the arrow? It's the arrow in Unreal. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's the method. Or. Let me see. Yeah, the uh, the dot arrow, the the yeah, thing of a jigger. Yeah. Yes, the arrow operator. The, the arrow operator, the assessor. The, the thing that calls the, the pointer of that object. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're looking at C, especially when you start getting into the Unreal side of it, you you move past the basic syntax and you kind of get into like a lot of pointers. Yeah. Pointers are very heavy, and you have to have a good understanding of a pointer to really grasp Unreal, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's just a big part does. of it. Just you call something from somewhere and it tells you to do something from the pointer that you're pointing to, so you be referenced. Yeah. I mean, because when you take, like, the basics of... I mean, I'm looking at a, a list of the basics of the C++ language. Structure of a program, variables and types, constants, operators, basic in and out code structure, function, overloads and templates, you know, scope. Those kind of carry from every programming language. They're pretty straightforward. Syntax is obviously a little different, but overall it's the same. It's when you start getting into those more complex concepts that uh, honestly all I can say is practice. It's really what it comes yeah, down to. Exactly. So if you don't program I, all the time, then I shouldn't say that. It sounds bad to say all the time, but no, if you don't program it, like and 10 minutes a day, 
doing some yeah, programming work. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's not like you need to be doing it for hours on end, but you should be doing it at least a little bit every day and, and you know, take a project, take a simple project, even in, on real or Unity, and just tweak it a little bit every day just to add functionality. Even if you're not producing a game, per se, even if it is just like the sandbox world where you want to throw a particle effect in there just because you can, go ahead and do it. You know, there, there's a certain aspect of, you know, in Unreal and Unity, learning the editor is just as important as learning the programming language because there's so much wrapped in the editors. Mm-hmm. You know, Which I believe Unity is upgraded. Especially if you're just for Unreal, go do the first section, triple X, and then every day, just rewrite the whole thing from from scratch, and then just do that maybe for a week or two. Yeah. And then also continue to go through the videos, understand it, fault, do the challenges, answer the questions in the community, and then the next week, do the same thing, but make sure like follow a video, answer the challenge by yourself, and then explain again why you did what you did, what is what is a, yep. a hash include, it's a pre-processor directive. Why you do a main function? Why it has to have a main function in there? Why you're returning? Why you making expression statements? What is that doing? What does that make it different from a declaration statement? And what's this return statement? Like stuff like that, where it's like, what is all this? What does this mean? Why am I writing like this? Don't just memorize just code too, because then you're just like, oh, I know how to make it, but you don't understand it. You have to grasp every little right. thing. I mean, I feel like you can do that with anything. Yeah, and, and really. On that same vein, you could honestly say, if you had the time available, go through the section and then put the course away and redo that entire section on your own. Look at the course, the topic headlines. Can you reproduce it? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I take it to, I don't remember the course names now or the section names in Unreal, but you know, if you take Triple X, for example, mm-hmm. hide your code. Go rebuild Triple X by yourself. In I guess that was actually in C++, but you know, go go rebuild, go rebuild bull cows, you know, and, and see if you can do it. You know, I think that that's a big learning thing. And then you know, if you're copying the exact same game, you have something you can fall back on. Yeah, you can go right back to the lecture. And look at it. I mean, I see a lot of questions on the forums where people just are not recalling what they've already learned. In some cases, they're a little anxious. They're trying to get ahead of themselves. But uh, sometimes it's just like, man, just just go rewatch the video. There's a whole three-video section on just what you're talking about. I agree. It's just like... It really helps because I was trying to build an escape and you're trying to recreate it and you're like, you think you got it? And you're like, all right, we'll do this. And you, you produce something that doesn't work. And you're like, what was it? And you go back and you're like, oh, it was that. But every time you keep doing it, you're like, I got it. Because before you were like, oh, I, you know, it was supposed to be that one. And you're like, it was somewhere in your head. You were like, I got it. I understand what it was supposed to be. I just forgot. I just, 
Yeah. I still didn't grasp it yet, but it's starting to make sense for you so again and again and again. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's this because of that, that, that. Yep. Keep going until the point where you just understand everything and why you're doing it. That's just like, oh, I, 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 you told me to do it.